Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beyond the Mat podcast, hosted by Emmanuel Clauser and Jared Rowan. A space for you to transcend your yoga beyond your mat and into your life. Hey, everyone. Happy Thursday. It's just me today recording a solo episode because our dear friend Jared is gearing up for his festive trip to London, so he was a little busy, but I'm not fully solo. I do have the pleasure of bringing to the show our very first guest, Dr. Alyssa Lindell. Alyssa is the one that I go to for my trainings in energy healing modalities, and she is also the one that works on me personally, both in person and via distant healing. She has such a broad spectrum of knowledge in different practices from the Western practices of therapy, like psychotherapy, to the very Eastern practices of energy healing, shamanism, and different things like that. So as we start to introduce a topic that's a little bit more abstract and sometimes misunderstood, it was important for us to bring along someone that has a lot of credentials and a lot of good information to share. And Alyssa is definitely the best fit. So I hope that you have a great listen. Okay, everyone, please welcome to the show, Dr. Alyssa Lindell. Hi, everyone. My name is uh, Dr. Alyssa Lindahl. I have been uh, in the alternative health field for nine years, going on my 10th year. I, at this point, um, have been trained uh, to be a Reiki master teacher, a shaman, as well as a teacher of the shamanic practices. I also am trained in theta healing, and then I have an additional 15 uh, extra different types of energy that have been given to me over the time that assists uh, with all of the things that I've been trained in to help people uh, on multiple different levels uh, with what's going on with their five body system uh, and helping people move forward. That's awesome. And you also have a PhD, right? That's correct. Um, I have uh, a PhD in uh, psychology with concentration in neuropsych and forensics, and I finished that program uh, in 2016. That's amazing. So we felt really confident that Alyssa was the absolute best resource that we have to answer kind of all the questions that you might have about energy and the subtle body, because That's a topic that comes back quite a bit when we um, talk about yoga. They're kind of intertwined in many different ways. So we felt that she definitely was our best guest to have on to talk about that. And so what I want to ask you first is, how would you describe energy or the subtle body to someone that's like, what do these ladies mean? Right. So, um, you know, Eastern practice, you know, we have a lot of the conversation is about um, the delineation between Eastern medicine or Eastern practice and Western medicine or what we call like Western practice. So um, there's a huge portion of the world who's been talking about uh, energy, the energetic body, the way it moves through the body, how it supports the body. 
um, for thousands of years. Um, the Chinese have talked about it. You know, they have uh, entire uh, encyclopedias and books all about the energetic body. Um, and that's sort of slowly trickling over to us. Uh, and some parts of Western culture are finally starting to talk about it. So the belief is that our physical body is the vessel that holds everything. Uh, you know, Western medicine talks about our mental body or our thoughts. Uh, it talks about our emotional body and our feelings. Um, and then we have our physical body, which we can touch. And underneath all of that, or kind of flowing or, or sort of you think as like an overlay within the body, there is something called uh, the energetic body. And uh, the energetic body is, it, it kind of runs along uh, the same lines as blood does in veins, um, but the energy throughout the body and our system runs through something called meridian. So in Western uh, medicine, the, the easiest way to describe energy is uh, through a production in the cells uh, that the mitochondria produce, which is called ATP. And that is probably like the closest thing that we can talk about biologically in terms of energy. But if you're, if you allow yourself to be a little more abstract and um, you consider it Eastern practice, uh, the concept is that we actually have an additional layer to ourselves like I was describing. And this energy uh, is sort of like um, the essence of ourself. It's not necessarily like a soul body that's different, but it is, it is a part of us that comes in and out each time we reincarnate. And it is sort of what is our life force. And, and that runs concurrently with uh, the veins in our system um, and runs through different chakras and different organs within the body um, and so the energy moves through uh, you know from the top of our head down to at the bottom of our feet the same way the blood system flows okay that's pretty cool and then that energy is affected I'm assuming by the experiences that we have in our lives right that's correct. So the way that I describe this to people so they can sort of start to get an understanding is the same way how our physical body can be impacted by our mental and emotional bodies, right? We know especially in things like yoga or in any place where we're moving our body that you can get into a yoga pose and, and feel like you want to cry. Yeah. Um, and that's because, you know, there we know there are certain parts of the body that hold stress. You know, we know that if we are feeling stress, our heart might skip beats. You know, we know that what anxiety, you know, anxiety can affect the mind, you know, and, that, and, you know, can affect our breathing and all kinds of things. So we understand that. And, you know, yoga really taps into that because yoga moves the physical body and then it kind of, it gets into the energetic body. When you, I'm sorry, the emotional body, when you are looking at the energetic body and when you... Uh, are getting into any other aspect, uh, you know, we, we can use the emotional body, the mental body, the physical body. When you are doing anything with any of those body systems, so movement, therapy, um, meditation, you're actually then also tapping into the energetic body because they're all linked. Like um, I explain it like the, the Olympic symbol, you think of the five rings. Mm -hmm. So rather than them being individualized, they all actually continue, they, they communicate, they are all on their own system, and then they communicate together as if they are all attached. So it's really important to recognize that, uh, as I was talking previously about the five-body system, that because they are all intertwined and interconnected, there's this constant stream of communication. And so if you feel like, 
Um, I've never had to listen to my energetic body. I didn't even know it existed because, you know, some of us haven't been taught that we even have this, this additional body system. It is intertwined with the physical body, the mental body, and the emotional body. So it's really important to pay attention that maybe if you don't feel something in your, in your energetic body, because you don't know what that is, you know, if your, if your hip is bothering you, if you feel tearful, if you feel anxious, or you feel like your mind's running, what that really is, is that's one of your other body systems saying, hey, something's kind of out of alignment. It's important to pay attention to this. And so, you know, coming up into the holiday season, if you find that something feels awry, you know, what, no matter which part uh, of your body system it's in, physical, mental, emotional, energetic, spiritual, if any of those systems start to feel like they are kicking up, I call it complaining, mm-hmm. I'm letting you know something's wrong, pay attention to that. Uh, and once again, like I was saying, be willing to do anything uh, to help move some of that stuck energy, you know, the block that might be there. Is any anytime you pay attention, you're, you're doing work with yourself. Until maybe you find that you're comfortable, you find something you're comfortable with, or you find a practice that you want to get into and start to be able to dig deeper. But I don't want anyone to feel like like they don't have any resources. They are their number one resource. You know, each person knows themselves best. And uh, just pay attention because your system is talking to you all the time. Most, most often we just need to get quiet enough to hear it. That's pretty interesting. And I'm thinking, you know, you and I have done quite a bit of work together, but I'm thinking if I'm just someone listening to this and I'm trying to to see if I can myself tap into my energy body and maybe start to become more aware or feel that, you said we can do it through meditation or through movement. Do you have like a preferred way or something that you recommend for people to do if they're trying to just get a little bit more in tune? You know, that's really individualized. It's funny. It's, pro- it's probably one of the most frequent questions people ask me. How do I, how do I maintain this? How do I address this on my own? How do I, how do I begin? Um, you know, and really I tell people it's, it's very much what you're called to do. Um, so some people are very called to do yoga, and by movement in yoga, you know, you have sort of a euphoric or an energetic experience. You can almost feel where the blocks are or when something is finally released. Mm-hmm. You know, in meditation, some people are very good at meditating. Many people I've come in contact say how difficult it is, and it's really an advanced practice. So if you find that you're drawn to meditation, absolutely do it. And uh, if you find that maybe it's a little more difficult, maybe start with something like a very small increment, two or three minutes. Or, you know, there's breath work, you know, um, breathing and, and, the, and the lungs produce, you know, different chemicals that can kind of allow you to start to feel what would be almost a little bit outside of the physical body. It's really, you have to take the time to figure out how you work best then the easiest thing to do is to go with what already feels right with you so if you know you have trouble sitting down and reading a book well then sitting down and meditating may also be difficult but if you find that exercise is um something that quiets your mind then then maybe you do some sort of body movement to first sort of start to get into the idea of these different body systems So I I recommend people, um, rather than doing what you're reading or what you think you're supposed to do, pay attention to 
what you do best and then try to use that avenue in, in order to uh, continue some movement uh, into the different spheres of the five body system. Okay, that's I think that's really good advice because there's so much out there, as you know, I'm sure, that's like five step to connecting with your energy. First do this, then do that. And it can be super overwhelming. So if we just recommend for people to do, you know, what feels good to them, that's a kind of an easy way to get into it. Absolutely. Anyone can have an interaction with their, everyone's having interactions with their energetic body all the time because it's part of us. Mm -hmm. Um, Getting yourself to the point where you are connected enough to be sensitive or to be aware you know, if it's always best to work with, with what you're already paying attention to. So, you know, some people like massage. You know, I, I always, you know, tell people if you're interested and you want to have an experience with the idea of, of seeing someone who does any sort of energy work maybe feels a little uncomfortable yet, you know, try reflexology, try acupressure, acupuncture, Thai massage, anything where there's starting to work on the body, you'll recognize that you're starting to experience something. And those methods are a little bit more tangible. Mm -hmm. Um, And so sometimes they're easier for people to connect to at first. Yeah, that's awesome. Now I have a question for you. As the listeners kind of know, I do do a practice of energy healing on the side when I don't teach yoga. And lately what I've been getting is like, People coming to me being a little bit worried about the holiday season that we're gearing up to because it's going to be quite different than what we had last year because we were all kind of at home with COVID and now we're gearing up for bigger gatherings and everything like that. Is there a way to, I guess, preserve our energy? I don't want to use the word protect, but kind of filter what comes in and out or does that just come with time and practice? That's a really good question. Um, you know, it's funny. I always say the busiest time of year for me is at the holidays or like at the at the end or the beginning of school, you know, when you're sort of being reintroduced or you're leaving, you know, large groups of people. The holidays come with not just the energetic body being inundated, the emotional body inundated with joy, with sadness, with relief, with, you know, all different kinds of emotions. Our mental body is inundated. You know, we're thinking about who gets presents, how do we visit everyone, how do we make everyone happy, you know, all those kinds of things. And then, you know, our physical body is is pushed too because we're moving a lot, you know, you're trying to figure out how to, how to fit everyone in, you know, all these dinners and, you know, large-scale things that you're not typically doing every day. So there are many things people can do in, on a very subtle level or I would say like without a lot of effort or without a lot of knowledge. I am... I, am, I, I support the use of rocks. I call them rocks. Some people call them crystals. Some people call them gemstones. You know, everyone has different names for them. But, uh, you know, putting something in your pocket or having a bracelet that has, you know, a specific crystal on it is, is a really sort of easy method to use. It doesn't really take a lot of effort or a lot of money. And it can just kind of help uh, provide almost like an extra layer. It's, it's like, you know, if, if it's winter outside, you put on a winter jacket. Right. And it's not necessarily for protection. It's just because you recognize that the elements are different. 
you know, and so you don't want to leave yourself raw or open if you're going into an environment where the elements are different. So rather than thinking about having to have like a, um, you know, like a suit of armor, all you're doing is, is recognizing you're going into an environment that maybe you aren't typically in with people you may not see often. And so you, you want to sort of bundle up a little more, mm-hmm. you know, to keep your energy uh, a little clearer or that you're not absorbing everyone else's stuff. Um, so really good rocks, you know, to look for. And if you went on Amazon or Emmanuel, you might have some for people. Uh, hematite, black tourmaline carnelian, rose quartz. Those are all really good ones. You know, hematite is to help create uh, almost like a little bit of a barrier. Like I said, think of that like winter coat or like a cheesecloth in terms of like your energetic body and everyone else's energetic body. Rose quartz is really for love and compassion and to make sure that as you're, you know, in the holiday season and your emotions are maybe up and down or all over the place, rose quartz will help you kind of move through that. Uh, it really helps with anxiety as well, so that, you know, if anyone gets kind of nervous or, or anxious about, you know, the upkick in movement, verse quartz is really good. Um, carnelian is all about second chakra, which is our relationship with everyone that we care about, the people we choose to have in our lives. So, yeah, if that helps, those are, those are, that's probably the easiest thing to do. You can look up um, frequencies or hertz sound. Um, to try to help keep yourself sort of in in a clear, uh, you know, energetic mindset. 528 is an excellent frequency to listen to that promotes happiness and joy uh, and, and sort of almost like a soothing sensation within the body. So those are two really quick ways, you know, to kind of help yourself. Yeah, that's um, great. And what I'm going to do for the listener is when we when they look in the show notes, I'm going to have both your website and your Instagram because I know you have some really cool crystals so they can get in touch with you if they need any. I do have some, but very limited for the people that are in Ocean City, but I know you have a bunch this season, so I'll put that in there for them. Yeah, that'd be wonderful. If anyone listens to this and reaches out, I can absolutely mail something if, if they're not around me. Um, so that's you know, pretty easy. Awesome. On the topic of reaching you, I'll put of your information down there. You know, I'm a big believer in distant healing. You know, I do that with you. Part of my practice is I go to see you physically once a month, and then the other two weeks we do distant healing. So if people wanted to kind of get in touch with you and get a feel for what you do, would you say it's a good idea for them to maybe book a distant healing session? Sure, absolutely. You know, coming on, uh, if Emmanuel is going to put uh, my email and uh, my website up for everyone, on my website, uh, once again, is my email, um, my business line. So if there are additional questions anyone has or if they're kind of looking, you know, maybe for possibly suggestions for other routes, and I get a lot of that. You know, um, what are some recommendations if I just want to dip my toe in? And so email is, is an excellent way of getting a hold of me. My business line, which is on my website, you know, access to texts uh, and phone calls. So either of those are also available. But if you have any questions or would like to kind of explore options, absolutely sending an email, uh, signing up for the mailing list would be great uh, in, in the beginning of 2022. We're going to start putting up some um, sound healings for people to be able to actually uh, purchase and listen to uh, and kind of allow their body to absorb. So that's really a more passive way of working on the body if you'd like. 
That's awesome. For the people that are listening, let me just ask you this. Is there a point where they should consider getting energy work done? Is there something that they should be looking for? Or is this something that anyone can benefit from? So it's funny. Anytime I meet someone new, I always say congratulations. You know, you're, you're kind of on your path. Um, and whether or not your path means one interaction with one practitioner once in your life, congratulations. You know, maybe that's all you needed or all you wanted. Uh, for that entire lifetime, or you find that, you know, this is this is part of what you find that you need and you feel, you know, that you have so much relief and growth from it that it becomes a sort of a part of your life and anywhere in between. At any point, anyone can step into this. At any point, anyone can step out of it. And even if you try it once and you say, that was cool, or I didn't like it, or anything, you know, <laughs> that you're, you're already, you're, you're already moving yourself forward. Anyone who chooses to step into anything alternative that looks at the body systems that Western medicine, you know, really hasn't identified yet, you, you are advancing, um, and, and you're paying attention to yourself in a different way. So it is, it's always good, uh, whether it's one time or you go, you know, for the rest of your, you know, 50, 60, 70 years of your life. And whatever you choose is exactly what you need. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And I think both you and I, I've seen that if you are open enough, and if that's something that you are seeking, you can generate great results from it. Things will ha start happening that you really didn't think would be possible. <laughs> That's true, you know, and I share, you know, very candidly, maybe another time if everyone wants to hear more about it, sort of how I got into all of this. It's really sort of a, it's, it's, it's crazy experience, but I still um, see other practitioners, other people who um, do other avenues of work that I don't actually offer, and I'm, I'm a huge proponent of continuing my work uh, because I believe that the clearer I get, um, the, the more people I can help, so I 100% uh, I'm, you know, behind what Emmanuel said and that the more work you do, the more possibilities come and you get to the point where everything is available and then you just decide how you want to move forward. And, and that's great because most people think when they start, they sort of have something in mind they want to work on so if they feel depressed or if they have a, a hip or, you know, knee that, that's bothering them or if they uh, have ADHD, and they have they usually come in with something very specific. Mm -hmm. um, and as, as you work through that with someone, and as someone works through that with you in the energetic body, they find that they have other benefits they didn't even know that they were missing. You know, quality of sleep, uh, clarity of the mind, and or, you know, they find that their relationships, you know, start to evolve in a way that, that fits them much better. And all that is part of working, um, on your energetic body, that your whole system evolves with you. So you will find that if you put whatever effort you put in to paying attention, you will get back you know, tenfold. And, and if you continue to work on it, you will continue to receive more and more and more. So um, really, the possibilities are, are sort of limitless in terms of, of how far you can go, how good you can feel, and how much you can sort of co-create uh, with Source in this lifetime. Yeah, and that's a that's a really amazing thing. 
So really what we wanted to do with this episode is give you an overview of the energetic body, explain to you how you can tap into it and maybe give you a few ideas of how you can be a little bit more prepared for the holidays. So it's just an episode that's pretty general, but we would love to have Alyssa back on the show because she is a wealth of knowledge. So I'm going to encourage you to send us DMs and tell us what you'd like to hear more about as it pertains to this general um, topic of interest, and then we can totally make that happen. Alyssa, anything you want to say to the listeners before we go off? Thank you so much for listening, checking in, hearing everything I have to share. And and everyone who's listening, uh, welcome to your journey. And, um, you know, please, please find someone who, who you fit well with and be willing to step outside your comfort zone. You won't regret it. I hope that you guys enjoy this episode just as much as I did. It was such a pleasure to have Alyssa on. And before I do let you go, I wanted to do a quick little recap for us. So what we discussed first was what the energy body is and how it is intertwined with all the other systems such as your physical body, your emotional, mental body. As you're interacting through your day, you are having a conversation, a dialogue with all of these elements of yourself. And if you can get quiet enough, in tune enough to tap into that energy body of yours, it can be a very useful place to work and get some information. Alyssa also spoke about how we can get in touch with our energy body. And I thought it was pretty cool that she mentioned yoga because this podcast is called Beyond the Mat. So we tried to relate the topic that we talk about to the practice of yoga in one way or another. And she did say that moving the body or going through asanas has the possibility to help you access areas of your body or packets of energies within those area that might have been stagnant and needed to be released and so you can have an emotional experience through the practice of yoga and I'm sure some of you out there have experienced that. She did say that in order to get in touch with your energy body the thing that you should do is listen to yourself and do something that you're already drawn to. So if right now yoga or the physical practice of yoga is not your jam, maybe try something different such as meditation or breath work, something that feels more readily accessible to you because unfortunately there is no magic recipe. It's a different journey for everyone and we are excited for you to get on that journey. As I said a couple of times previously in the show, I will link Alyssa's information. Her business is actually called Stellar Blue Master Healing, and please, please, please reach out to us. Let us know what you thought of the episode and what you'd like to hear more when it comes to energy and the subtle body. Our Instagram is at beyondthematpod, and we cannot wait to hear from you. Jared and I will be back together next Thursday. And in the meantime, I hope that you have an amazing week. Bye.